Hi there, I'm Gary Schleifer, and this is Beyond the Page, brought to you by Choice, the magazine of professional coaching. Choice is more than just a magazine. It's a community of people who use and share coaching tools, tips, and techniques to add value to their businesses and impact their clients. It's an institution of learning built over the course of 20 years. Yes, we've been publishing for just over 20 years <laughs> and dedicated to improving the lives of coaches and their clients. In today's episode, I'm speaking with executive coach, well, first of all, dear friend, executive <laughs> coach, organizational development consultant, certified coaching supervisor, and author, Terry Hildebrand, who is the author of an article in our latest issue of Team and Group Coaching. His article is entitled Organizational Development, The Importance of OD in Team Coaching. A little bit about Terry, he's the CEO of Go figure, Terry Hildebrandt Associates, <laughs> LLC, and former director of the evidence-based coaching program at Fielding. He has over 25 years of coaching experience and 34 years of business experience. Sounds a lot like me. Um, <laughs> you got a few more on me, though. Terry works primarily with mid-level and senior managers, including members of the executive committee, board chairs, chief executive officers, vice presidents, directors, and selected promising leaders. He specializes in leadership coaching, organizational change, and team development. He earned his PhD in human and organizational systems from the Fielding Graduate University. Welcome, Terry. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. It's a Thanks, real Gary. pleasure and long overdue, long overdue. Wow, what a great article. I course had to come from an OD perspective so I just really love that you did that uh but also team you do a lot of team coaching as well and uh I'm sure you've seen a lot um you added this perspective OD why do you feel it's important to bring OD to team coaching absolutely well uh my own background I started out as a team coach uh, at Hewlett Packard Company, oh uh, my back goodness. in the uh, wow. in '97, believe it or not. So that's that's where I uh, actually cut my teeth in the coaching industry. Uh, so I didn't actually do that much one-on-one -on -one coaching for probably eight years. Uh, it was like all team wow. coaching. So Brilliant. that was my foundation. And um, you know, when I first started, I. I uh, decided I needed to go back to school. So I got a master's in OD <laughs> at that point and, and really applied all of those principles in the field of team coaching. And team coaching didn't really exist, I think, in 97. No one called it that. Uh, it was almost all facilitation and team development. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I guess, right? Yeah. Right. But uh, now we would, in retrospect, definitely call it team coaching. Uh, and uh, I find that uh, the principles of OD along with lots of other, you know, areas like psychology and uh, neuroscience, et cetera, really inform the practice of coaching. Uh, and team coaching specifically, I think, is well suited for uh, drawing upon the research and best practices of OD. Right. Wow. And so that's so interesting. And, you know, you one thing we didn't mention in your profile is that you also have a huge background in assessments and measurements and instruments. You've written for us so many times. That's why it's <laughs> way past due that we're talking. But, you know, that must have, must help you as well in, in giving you, a, I, think I would say, a leg up on working with teams and all these CEOs and C-suite people you work with. 
Absolutely. Uh, I think instruments are a great way to even launch uh, a team coaching uh, engagement because you can you can do things like uh, you know getting people to know each other better with personality tools. Uh, there are also uh, specific instruments right now that have been around a while uh, that measure team effectiveness. Mm -hmm. So you can pinpoint you know what the strengths are of the intact team, uh, what some of their issues might be, and also give them a framework for team functioning. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, new teams uh, may not have any background in team dynamics. So mm -hmm. uh, doing a, an assessment is a good way to kick that off and very quickly understand, you know, what some of their challenges are, mm -hmm. uh, even blind spots, right, that they may not even be aware of that uh, the team coach can bring forward and give them some team self-awareness, which is, mm -hmm. you know, different, right, than uh, individuals. Uh, you know, most of the coaching in the last 30 years has been with individuals. And so team is a whole different ball game. <laughs> and as you probably know, the ICF just recently announced their own team coaching certification. So right. they acknowledge that it took some different <laughs> competencies. Uh, right. And I, I think the OD folks have known that for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. they, since they've worked with teams for so long. Yeah. Well, you know, Terry, so, so help our audience understand this. So, you mentioned a few modalities. So facilitation, training, OD, team coaching. So as a team coach, do you do all of them? Do you do some of them? Like when do you actually get to the coaching part? I know coaches are anxious to do that, but from what I've been hearing, there's a lot of work goes on before you actually coach, which is still coaching the work, but it's not like the team. Right. Well, you know, I think it depends on, where the team is in its evolution. You know, some teams are, have done a lot of foundational work. You know, they already have uh, purpose, mission, vision, and strategies, and, and maybe they're midstream and are looking for a team coach to work on a specific topic like culture, mm -hmm. or maybe they're uh, working on processes or, or, you know, structure, you know, so I think a team coach can come in at any phase to support a team. But if you're working with a brand new team, right, I recommend like a roadmap uh, and that the, the team coach can support that particular team in, in uh, you know, laying out uh, developmental process for them, yeah. uh, which, you know, I, I, OD is well suited for that. That's, mm -hmm. that's their bread and butter. That's what they do every day. You know, looking at foundations and measurements and culture processes mm -hmm. and structure. Uh, but any one of those could be uh, something where a team coach could come in and help them mm -hmm. sort out uh, issues or, or, you know, even team processes like uh, communication or conflict or uh, how do they solve problems. Uh, you can be very narrow. I think some team coaches probably focus in on very narrow things like, like conflict management and uh, may help uh, a team work through some of their or issues that they might have or, uh, or, you know, maybe even combine team coaching with a com combination of, of leadership coaching where, you know, you're coaching the whole team, but also the leader mm -hmm. and helping them as well uh, to be more effective. Mm -hmm. So all com kinds of combinations exist. And I think uh, it's pretty common for team coaches to come in for the team and then later contract uh, with individuals. Uh, once the team coaching is done. So people go back and forth, right? Uh, yeah. Between different modalities. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it's, it's in my interviews and then reading the articles, it's never really a clear straight line. Uh, 
I mean, it's driven by the what the the what the team needs or what the organization needs or is guiding to, which sometimes may be in conflict with what the team needs and other things may be discovered. You know, when you mentioned organizational development, OD, it sounded to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it's kind of like OD is the 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 checklist, that roadmap that you were talking about. Like it's like, you know what's what's their mission what's their purpose check 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 oh they don't ah let's let's do some work on that does the leader right. want that so check in back to the stakeholders right and do do you ever introduce actual training and then or well i guess you would training and or facilitation in order to get the learning versus the coaching yeah absolutely uh, sometimes i would do the training myself if i'm an expert in that space or I might recommend the the team go out and, and source their own trainer mm-hmm. uh, to get the skills that they need. So if there's a skill gap, uh, training can really help with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's technically not coaching because it's training, but, but I think all these different tools are resources for a team coach to consider mm-hmm. and need to have in their toolbox, right? So they can, you know, really look at it from a holistic perspective. Uh, especially, you know, if the team is uh, looking for you to to serve uh, them in the long term. You know, a lot of team coaches, um, when I was an internal team coach, I worked with uh, certain teams for years oh, and wow. actually became like almost a, a member of the team in some ways, not not in terms of content, but in terms of process, yeah. right? So they they would have me attend their meetings on a regular basis and support them uh in an ongoing way i think the longest service i had with a team was probably seven years Mm. and uh saw them start to finish where they you know practically closed down the business but uh you know so seeing the life cycle of a team is also really interesting uh to see how that yeah it's a fascinating element of team coaching yeah well you know and and I'm just kind of reflecting, you know, we've been around uh, for a while. Back in the day, a team might have actually stayed together longer um, than they do now. It's more of a gig economy and gig structures where, you know, do you, well, actually, I'll ask you, do you find that teams don't stay together long or as long as they used to? No, I think it really depends on the the industry and the business. Uh, Some teams are very ad hoc teams where they come together for a period of time and then they disband. Uh, There are other teams like management teams, you know, or or executive teams that uh, might be around for a long, long time. uh, But their, you know, individual members come and go as they get promoted or, you know, find different opportunities or retire, et cetera. So I think both can be true, uh, but it does seem like the life cycles of businesses are faster than they used to be Uh, so even executive teams are morphing into new businesses or or you know restructuring Uh, we see that all the time yeah I don't remember what the organization was but there was one where it was like it was it was actually part of the culture of the organization that you you were on not only on different teams but you made a point of of moving to another team after a certain time right so Mm -hmm. it was part of the actual structure of the team to not be with the team forever I guess allow fresh, fresh uh, ideas and and things like that. Yeah, there's a new uh, OD, maybe not that new, but more uh, becoming more 
experimented with called ad hocracy, and uh, that ad hocracy approach, uh, instead of being uh, hierarchical, you know, with stable roles, yeah. uh, it's more team based, and and you know, teams come and go depending on what the business mm-hmm. need is. And there have been a few organizations that have experimented with ad hocracy, and and you're exactly right. In those environments, uh, team membership can change a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they kind of grab people as they need them to, you know, maybe uh, launch a product or or solve a big problem. And then the team disbands and people mm-hmm. go elsewhere to solve new problems. Um, and it's not based on uh, seniority or uh, power structures, but ma- mainly based on expertise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You know, we've talked a lot about the, the value of a team coach for an organization. Is there anything else that we didn't say? Well, I think a team coach has a, a lot of different potential value. One is for new teams getting started. Yeah. Um, I think for existing teams that might be stuck and, and you know, want to move forward or or maybe having some kind of uh, dysfunctional situation, you know, you can bring in a team coach to, to try and sort that out and, and get them unstuck and moving forward. I think it's also important sometimes to, Bring in a team coach when a when a the work is being finished and uh, oh. to think about how to celebrate and uh, you know close out a team and to to think about transitions to the next big thing or you know right. helping people find uh, new roles. Uh, I've actually supported teams in all those different phases of the life cycle. So uh, and I think as an internal uh, team coach, uh, which might be in HR, it might be an OD uh, department. It could be in quality. I actually did almost all of my team coaching out of the quality function, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that is a great uh, opportunity to to be with a team on an ongoing basis uh, right. because you are employed by that organization and they don't have to find funding all the time. I think mm-hmm. with external teams, um, you know, you have the uh, ongoing challenges of funding and contracting. Uh, but uh, an external coach can add value in different ways, you know, yeah. through confidentiality and and yeah. a third party perspective. Yeah, you know that's inter- That's an interesting perspective because I think for the most part, I was always thinking, well, the group, the team forms and a coach starts. But you know, there's different places in the life cycle. Yeah, of course, it makes sense. What I found most interesting is to be brought in to to help it move on, right? To celebrate and possibly disband. Mm-hmm. that's Absolutely. that's interesting wow that'd be that'd be kind of fun because i love doing the celebration part i'm always making i'm always asking my clients to do that and in a way that's you know doesn't have to be like a trip around the world kind of thing it's just like what, what are you going to do to acknowledge this milestone yeah there was one organization i worked with that uh formally shut down they were ending that product line because uh you know the technology had morphed into something else and the group was being transitioned to a new charter, but uh, we I worked with the HR leader as a coach and we developed a, uh, a wake uh, and a celebration process and a memory book. And, you know, it was quite uh, wow. formal and lots of lots of ritual involved with it. We even had a yeah. coffin. Uh, so it was, you know, it was really, really fun. <laughs> OK, uh-huh. the, it was literally the end. Right. And but yeah. we wanted to kind of have that as a milestone uh and celebrate you know all of what the uh, what good things came from that organization which had been around i think about 20 years right so it was uh it was a significant uh transition yeah 
Huh. Wow. That's great. You know, I reflect back on when I sold my th uh, third party logistics company to another company and I became the president of that company. But before we left the old building, we had a, uh, somebody put together, a, uh, did a video of the event to give us afterwards, but we had acknowledgements and celebration and food and all that sort of thing in the warehouse mm -hmm. where the majority of the work had gone on for the past like 10 years. Right. It was really kind of cool. So yeah, that, thanks for taking me back there. That was a that was a fun <laughs> time. I love that. Okay, right. so I have to ask the big question. This is more for me, I think, but whatever usually is for me is for my audience. What training does a team coach need to have to be effective? Right. Well, just like with any uh, specific, you know, vertical in coaching, like uh, if you're going to be an executive coach, you need to know a little bit about leadership and strategy and what it means to be an executive. If you're going to be an ADHD coach, you need to know something <laughs> about that uh, dynamic and, you know, what people need to be effective. Same thing with teams. If, if you've never served on a team or you have no background in team dynamics, I do recommend you get some training. And OD is a great background to have for oh, team okay. coaching. Right. Uh, a master's in OD is uh, one of the kind of, standard things that a lot of people go do. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you want to not be so broad and maybe <laughs> focus in a specific area, right, you might get uh, a training in that specific element mm -hmm. of team functioning. But I think every team coach at minimum needs to know what are the elements of a high functioning team, you know, mm -hmm. getting certified in one of the tools that uh, you can, you know, understand what makes a team work is, is a good start because mm -hmm. it'll give you some theories and frameworks that you can apply uh, or uh, if you're going to go deep in like conflict or communication or, mm -hmm. or culture, you know, getting training in those specific areas. If yeah. you get an OD master's, right. It covers all of that. Right. That's a few years of work too, you know? Well, you know? there are programs you can do in one year or two years. So <laughs> okay. it, it's not, not too bad, uh, you right. know, but it is an investment. Yeah. Uh, if you choose not to get a, a master's, uh, there are certificates in OD. Mm -hmm. uh, there, you know, nowadays you can now get certified as a team coach. Right. Uh, yeah. The ICF is currently working to credit uh, new organizations in this space. Mm -hmm. uh, they now have their competency model out for a little while. Uh, right. So that was right. the first step. And now they're actually uh, going to credit specific training organizations. So that's another way to, you know, get a you yeah. know a certificate uh, from a, a, you know, a reputable uh, team coaching program. But yeah. I, I would also, you know, if you're going to be uh, going after that uh, approach, make, make sure that organization has some experience, you know, right. in the theories and models of team effectiveness. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of so, someone, sorry, someone just came to mind. So do you coach teams by yourself or do you co-coach? I do both. Um, you know, if it's a, a multi-team environment, uh, you know, I may bring in a colleague to work with me. Um, right. Just recently, I was in D.C. and brought in a colleague uh, who is a real expert in emotional self-management. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, you know, co-coach that group. Mm. Uh, you know, he was there for the first day to, to, it was a bit of combination of training and coaching. Mm. And then we, I, uh, stayed on for the next day for the team meeting to uh, help them apply it, which was mm. more on the coach side. Right. Uh, so yeah, I have, uh, brought in specific experts, mm -hmm. uh, that are, you know, world-class folks that yeah. really are, uh, deep, deeply ingrained in a specific 
area. And, you know, and that, that you can do that as a team coaching with instruments too. You know, maybe you want to use the Berkman or, or, you know, uh, the Hogan or, or some other tool and you may not be certified. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can bring in someone who is and, and, you know, work with them as a partner. And I do that with a lot of folks too. Yeah. It goes back to the earlier conversation about, you know, all the different, um, aspects of, of, working with the team do they need od work do they need, you know the roadmap and is it training is it facilitation are we ready for coaching you know that kind of thing so interesting interesting and you know thank you for that other pointing who do you want to coach as a team like do you want to coach in technology do you want to coach in hr do you want to coach in c-suite you know do you want to coach project only based something like that so that's a that's a good start I mean, a lot, a lot of coaches should be doing that anyway when they start out coach coaching. Who do you like to coach? Because that right. always makes or, your life a lot easier. I would agree with that. And, you know, everyone has their own industry background and experience. And mm-hmm. it certainly helps to have credibility uh, by having uh, some background in those areas. You know, mm-hmm. since I was an engineer and worked in tech for a lot of years, you know, I do a lot of work with tech teams. But, uh, you know, really in the last... Uh, eight years I've done a lot more work in healthcare as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then senior teams, um, they have all the same kind of issues, Yeah, you know, uh, I'm be, pretty you know. sure. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, uh, transferable skills, right. That you can use with different right. groups. Uh, but uh, I, I do find some differences between um, nonprofit for-profit and, and government, uh, mm-hmm. those do have their own nuances, but right. I'm the oh, kind of guy who good, likes yeah. variety, right? So I, you I do broadly. Yeah. You do. <laughs> That's good. Wow. So what would you like our audience to do as a result of the article and this conversation? Well, my main uh, reason for writing the article is to help folks see that OD does have something to offer to team coaching. And, mm-hmm. and if you're new to OD or haven't explored it, I do recommend all team coaches spend a little time in that uh, reading some of that literature or, or getting mm-hmm. some training so that they can be well-equipped to be effective team coaches. Mm-hmm. I think it's a mistake uh, to say, Oh, I've been an executive coach for 15 years. I can coach a team. Probably not. If you aren't familiar with uh, team dynamics and some mm-hmm. of the uh, you know, foundational processes and models, uh, you can get in over your head really quickly because, uh, yep. you know, having eight people managing that conversation versus managing a conversation with one mm-hmm. one executive or one leader is very different. Uh, yeah. So, you know, being able to facilitate or, or understand team dynamics is really important. Yeah. Well, you know, and I can imagine, too, there are a lot of organizations now that already offer team coaching, have a conversation with somebody that you know that works in that kind of organization to see what are the what are the requirements to be a part of the group that coaches <laughs> got both group and team in that one. Um, right. Yeah. Like exactly like you say, are they requiring OD experience or OD training and, and coach training and stuff like that? So, Yeah. You know, I, I've interviewed a number of people for this issue, obviously read all the articles a few times, and I'm just now getting comfortable with the idea of the possibility of being a team coach. Okay. All right. So, you personally working? Me in the, personally. Industry? Yeah. 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 Because I love working in collaboration, which is why I love doing these podcasts. So thank you again. And it's just so much fun to do it. Every issue, I pick a lead person to work with, and they help me with the title and the themes, et cetera. So 
turn that collaboration outwards and uh, and watch, you know, watch the ripple effect of that. So from, you know, one to many, as my friend Jennifer Britton says. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much uh, for joining us for this Beyond the Page episode. What's the best way to reach you, Terry? You can either reach out via telephone at 720-318-6625 or you can check out my website, terryhildebrandt.com. And my email's easy as well, terry at terryhildebrett.com. Well branded, my friend. Well branded. <laughs> well, that's excellent. Thank you again so much for both writing, writing so many times, and for now being on our podcast. Really appreciate it. You're wise beyond your years, my friend. <laughs> wise beyond well, your ears and years. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Gary. It's always a pleasure to support you and your work. And uh, I wish you... Uh, uh, success going forward as a team coach, hopefully. Yeah. Stay tuned. That's <laughs> it for this episode of Beyond the Page. For more episodes, subscribe via your favorite podcast app. We know for sure we're on Apple and also Spotify. And don't forget to sign up for your free digital issue of Choice Magazine by going to choice-online.com and clicking the sign up now button. I'm Gary Schleifer. Enjoy your journey to mastery. <laughs>